It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Ben Dominich. I'm Ainsley Earhart. I'm Trey Gowdy, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, July 3rd, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. Israeli anti-terrorism raids continue in the West Bank town of Jenin, where it has been deadly for suspected operatives of Palestinian Islamic Jihad and risky for everyone else. Since Jenin is one of the most crowded places and they stay in homes and sometimes they use other people's homes with civilians in them or schools, there's a chance of people who are uninvolved to get hurt. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. For more than a day now, the Israeli Defense Forces and Air Forces have, by land and from the sky, been striking long-known terrorist masterminds, operatives, safe houses, and stash houses in the West Bank town of Jenin, long known as an incubator of terrorism with a number of militant groups like Palestinian Islamic Jihad and Hamas. It has been known as a source of the recent months of terror attacks against Israeli civilians on the streets and in their towns. It's also one of the biggest refugee camps of Palestinians in the West Bank and in the world. Yonat Ferling is our Fox News senior Middle East producer. She speaks to us from Jerusalem, where Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says this operation will set back those terrorist activities as much as they did in Gaza. Meanwhile, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, responsible for West Bank towns like Janine, is increasingly losing confidence as he's seen as corrupt. He also announces the Palestinians will suspend security cooperation with the Israelis in places like Janine. Um, and along the years, it has become one of the what the Israeli government is calling the hornet's nest, like a terrorist safe haven. They use these terms throughout the day today to describe what's going on. It's not the first time. In the first inti- first and second intifada, let's talk about the second intifada back in the early 2000, mm-hmm. uh, Janin was an epicenter for suicide bombings and terrorist actions and attacks against Israelis. 20 years later, almost, we're at the similar stage. And this is what has brought the IDF and the Israeli government to conduct the operation overnight that started overnight and we still don't know when it's going to end let's talk about what prompted this operation it is being called perhaps the most largest or the most involved of these types of anti-terror operations of the past 20 years but uh there have been things over the past at least the past few weeks and certainly over the past some months that have led up to today's action so let's talk about how we got here in the in in the recent term so in terms of our short history lessons, and I'm really flattening the whole history <laughs> on all sides. Uh, I'm sorry, listeners. But there is an imminent conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And in the West Bank, we have the Palestinian residents and we also have Jewish settlers that were sent by 
all the Israeli governments um, to live in the West Bank and enlarge the uh, grip of the Israeli government in those areas. Due to this, it's a very limited place. There are very limited sources. Um, some, uh, most of the Palestinians believe that the Israeli settlers are taking their lands and they're um, raging against it in a way of terror attacks and shooting attacks. In the past six months, there is an, an, a significant increase in the shooting attacks. 50 of them have generated from Jenin. This is why the Israeli current coalition with Netanyahu and his very right-wing members demanded that they will regain Israeli control over uh, the West Bank, reinforce what they call uh, the power of ruling, and put an end to the terrorist attacks. And this has brought the recent events and the recent raids. Two weeks ago, for the first time in 17 years, since 2006, Israeli Air Force has conducted an airstrike in Jenin. They thought it's going to end the attacks, and it didn't. And so probably since then, they have been preparing and planning a very detailed and com complicated, I would say, um, operation against the terrorist cells in Jenin. And they have decided to conduct it last night. And this operation is both by by land and by air, uh, and it is it, it is rather um, all encompassing. You know, the if there's one thing the uh, Israeli military does pretty well is it, it pleads its case on social media, and you can see from a lot of IDF spokesperson on their Twitter accounts uh, some of the photographs that they've taken uh, purportedly from Jenin. Uh, inside, there's one from inside a mosque. Uh, in Janine, that is, it, it looked like at least 50, 60 loaded shells that were sitting there waiting to be used. Um, there's concern or there's belief or, and certainly evidence that uh, that Iran has been behind some of this, at least the, the funding of it or the supplying of this. Um, so let's talk about what the goal is, I think, for, um, uh, for the Israeli military uh, today, tomorrow. Uh, certainly, they're not going to root out uh, the Iranian influence, I think, in 24 hours. But what are they hoping to get done with this? They want to confiscate as much, as many weapons as they can. Um, and they have been surprised. So far, they've found more than 300 explosive devices throughout the Jenin refugee camp. Um, and as you mentioned, the mosque, when they entered, there was an exchange of fire earlier today between Israeli soldiers and Palestinian militants. And when they went into the, the mosque where the Palestinian um, fled into, in one of the ground levels, they found a significant amount of weapons. Um, and usually in international law, people do not use mosques or any kind of worship places for combat. So um, when there's, let's say, let's call it a dual use of, of a mosque for um, terrorism, it puts everybody, including civilians, innocent civilians, uh, in risk. Um, the Israeli army has said over and over again that they only want to do a very limited, well, very expanded in terms of forces and, and firepower um, operation in Jenin. They do not want to um, spill over to other villages or towns in the West Bank. And one of the main concerns 
is the spillover into the Gaza. Because in Gaza, if it's not complicated enough in the right. West Bank, um, there are factions of similar organizations of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad and Hamas. And so if we'll see some sort of a spillover, maybe rockets or anything like that, it might escalate into a multi-front conflict. Nobody wants that. So the Israeli government and the, the IDF has said throughout the day that they believe that they're going to uh, accomplish their goals within the next 48 hours. So I think tonight is a very crucial night to see and watch what's going to happen. We are speaking with Fox News senior Middle East producer Yonat Ferling from our Jerusalem Bureau on the ongoing anti-terror operation conducted by the Israeli government in the West Bank town of Jenin. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Israel has often, no matter how strong or how reserved it might be in its military responses to terrorism, has often uh, garnered plenty of criticism from a number of world nations and world bodies, namely the United Nations. Ever since the signing of the Abraham Accords, there's been a tonal shift, I think, from some of Israel's neighbors. Uh, and sometimes there is, there's a rebuke, but perhaps maybe not as strong as in the past. Uh, have there been any international reactions to this, uh, to these actions over the past 24 hours? Has Israel had to receive any phone calls or letters that it didn't necessarily want to have to deal with? Yes. And some of them were over Twitter and social media as well. <laughs> um, the main one was from the United States. Um, they were notified by the U by Israel um, throughout the operation and beforehand. But it said in a statement earlier today on Monday that they're watching closely the situation in Jenin. We heard some concerns from the UK and the EU, Egypt, Jordan, and some of the recently uh, Israeli allies from the Abraham Accord condemned the situation and the raid. Um, but so far, they haven't done anything more than that, like calling UN Security Council or similar things that they've done in the past. Right. Again, I think it's very crucial to see what's going to happen within the 48 hours. We need to remember that in Israel, as in Israel, everything is connected to the political, the domestic political arena as well. Right. And the fact that this government is considered to be the most right wing one and very hawkish, not very tolerant with uh, minority rights and Palestinian rights, um, it has a huge influence on its um, external relationships with the US, with the EU, with Egypt, and so on. So in security things, everything is the same or similar. Right. But within the political arena or context, it's it's very different from previous government, including previous Netanyahu governments in the past. These um, operations, they, they often do have a human toll. Do we, do we know of anything yet? Have there been wounded? Have there been captured? Have there been fatalities? Yes, we rely on the Palestinian Health Ministry. And um, we have been notified so far of only eight people who have been killed and about 80 people who have been wounded, 10 of them critically on the Palestinian side. There's one Israeli soldier that was lightly wounded. But I fear that the numbers on the Palestinian side might rise um, because of 
the difficulties to getting to the wounded and maybe there are places that we don't know yet that people are staying and so on and also it depends on how long this is gonna continue as far as we understand as far as we've been briefed by the idf there are no civilian casualties but, but, but again need to be checked right let, let's talk about what civilian casualties means versus who who the targets are because the targets are terrorists these are these are not random people these are known people who have been known to either carry out attacks to have funded or planned attacks and the israeli governments if one thing they do very well their their intelligence gathering is top notch so uh who who exactly are the targets here let's talk about that the targets are palestinian militants or palestinian terrorists who have been involved in planning carrying attacks um, and so on against Israeli settlers and Israeli citizens. Uh, but since Jenin is one of the most crowded places and they stay in homes and sometimes they use other people's homes with civilians in them or schools, we've seen this in previous rounds of violence and conflicts in Gaza and in the West Bank, um, there's a chance of people who are uninvolved to get hurt. The IDF continue to say that they're doing their utmost to avoid these situations. And whenever uninvolved civilians get hurt, they acknowledge it, they uh, research it, and they um, try to do better next time. Um, but again, since it's a conflict and since it's complicated and since it's very crowded, uh, we need to assume that maybe there are civilian casualties as well. Yanat Ferling, our Fox News Mideast producer in our Jerusalem Bureau. Thank you so much for being with us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.